0: love talk radio first world order radio finally finally we are on the air. no doubt all right all right there's always gonna be somebody in the building on first world order radio begin on into some of that order consciousness tonight levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the roof based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetistics of sound through the that your thoughts transmits it. levels in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. Definite, multitude, quantity, or distance Border. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value with natural characteristics How to radiate electromagnetistics Of sound through the air Same that your thoughts transmit languages was to piece the puzzle of the ancient mystery school back together again Tonight, Professor Walter Williams, if you don't know who he is, then you must have been under a rock He is the (laughs) phenomenal author of the books, Historical Origin of Christianity As well as also Historical Origin of Islam Um, He's back once again with us Brother Walter Williams, are you here? Yes, I'm here, uh, Brother Bay All right, appreciate you coming on tonight I'm glad to be here, it's a pleasure to be with you again all right. Appreciate that. Um, I'm bring my co host, brother Fahim El. Are you here?
1: And how I tell you, Washington East. How you all
0: right, how you doing tonight?
1: Doing well, brother. How you doing? How you doing, brother Williams?
0: I'm doing fine, brother Saheem.
1: All right, brother. Well, all right, I'll all right.
0: all right. Well, I know we're gonna get into uh the deception of Greek history. Um Plagiarism as well as also um the dirty the three dirty religions, as we would say, and plus more so um Professor Williams, you can also begin now when you're ready. Professor
1: Williams can you hear me I can hear you pretty well brother I don't know about Professor Williams
0: Right I don't know Hopefully um, he didn't get cut off or, Or anything Professor Williams are you here Okay. Um, I don't know what happened, brother. Um, L.
1: I don't either.
0: Um, let let me see if I can get him back on here. Okay. All right. But how you been doing otherwise? Um,
2: oh, I've been good.
0: All right, that's good. That's good. For those that don't know, we have our um convention coming up, and that's March eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. For those interested, give us a call at 910-364-9099. That's 910-364-9099. And you can definitely come out for those three days. It's um, going to be myself lecturing and a few other people in which that um, you will going to get a phenomenal amount of information. Um, As you know, we go deep. So you, you will learn everything from the science of law to metaphysics to the science of healing. Um, During those three days So um, You know get yourselves ready It's a donation of $150 You can go to the website com To the calendar of events And read more about it The hotels The um, Stay The tents on the land However you want to do it Um, You know you just tell us And uh, we'll try to accommodate you the best we can um for the all three days that is um you know that's drinks that's food and shelter, you know um you know whether it's being provided by us or whether you get it from um a hotel or motel holiday inn you know whatever you know so <laughs> um <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so wind up to y'all. All right, so um, once again, for those interested in the coming up convention, that's United Washington um, Annual Convention, as well as also Hello Wings Institute um, Health and Wellness Expo, all right? So give us a call, nine one zero three six four nine zero nine nine, 364 9099 and, um, you know, come on out and, you know, check us out. Brother you have
3: the money
1: that you are to all, all right, all right. Here we go. All right. Okay, brother. Glad to have you back on. Right. I
3: don't know what happened,
0: but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. It happened. But... Right. I think this happened the last time, but I'm glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I-, I know you wanted to go into some deceptions of the Greek history. Um, I know from what we talked about, um, their plagiarism, um, how some of these individuals, perhaps never even existed. You know, Euripides, uh Herodotus, uh Aristotle, Socrates, you know, so um let's let's I guess we can begin there.
3: Okay. Well first place you have to realize that Greeks does not have a historical beginning uh for their um history or Let me put it a little further than that. Europeans does not know a beginning history for themselves. Uh, Let's take it back. uh, European history started with the Greeks when the Greeks entered
2: ancient Egypt in 332 BCE uh, with the
3: entrance of Alexander the Greek. That was the beginning of all European history. Prior to that, there's no known history for the Europeans. And that includes the Greeks. So let's start from that point. Uh, Europeans did not develop in Europe simply because they had no institutions, nor did they have an alphabet to have an institution to develop. So therefore, where did uh, the Europeans under the Greeks and the Romans develop? In Africa, in Egypt, with our ancestors, being around our ancestors, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I want to clear that up. The second thing I want to bring out is this, about Europeans. Europe has only been um, uh, with an alphabet or with literacy, let me put it like that, uh, for 619 years. That's it. Starting in 1397, when a a African uh, scholar by the name of Manuel uh, Chryslerus uh, went to Florence, Italy. He was born in Constantinople, Turkey, which is in Istanbul, Turkey today. Uh, and he taught at the world's first Christian church, which is uh, the Hagia Sophia uh, in northeast Africa. And he, in 1397, three years prior to uh, the beginning of, the European Renaissance era, he, he went to uh, a curia. The word curious C-U-R-I-A, means college in Florence, Italy, uh, to introduce the rudiments of the ABCs of the Greek alphabet. So he was the one that launched that um, Renaissance era for the Europeans. And I'm bringing that out. In my third book that my wife and I we're uh, writing together, I'm um, bringing that out in uh, this particular book. So, let's say that Europeans began literacy in Europe. They only had it for 619 years, with this year uh, 2016. So, anything else about the Europeans? Uh, they had no alphabet to write with. They were not literate. Our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, were the only literate people on planet Earth during the time of antiquity, which means ancient times. The reason being that they were the only literate people, because they created the world's first alphabet. And an alphabet makes an individual literate. With that alphabet, you you are able to read, write, and spell so they were the only literate people because they created an alphabet to make themselves literate, and they had the only institutions in the world. Another thing we have to realize that our ancestors, ancient Egyptians, never lived in in, in jungles, caves, tents, or huts. They lived in brick buildings. They had uh, uh, planned a uh, planned city, of uh, dwellings, and, and 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 in other words. It was called gnomes at that time. And they were cities. It's like we have cities today. And within the cities, they had a school system, a school system that is known as the temple system. That's where they taught uh, their children uh, throughout uh, Egypt in their temple system. So that is some of the foundation that we really have to really understand. So... Uh, the Europeans did not plagiarize anything, only when they created a uh, their institutions beginning in the Renaissance era. Now, you spoke of Socrates, uh, which is 6th century. Uh, Socrates died in the 5th century. Teacher of Plato, Plato uh, 5th century, died in the 4th century. Teacher of Aristotle, uh, 4th century, died in the 3rd century. And then you had Herodotus, supposed to be the father of uh, European history. Uh, you had Euripides, who written, supposedly written Greek tragedy. And then you had uh, Homer, who had written uh, Iliad and Odyssey in, uh, uh, in the ninth century, which was 800. And then you have uh, Hypocrisy, supposed to be the father of medicine, and so so forth and so on. Now, all these names that I just mentioned, Never walked to earth as human beings. Now, I'll tell you why. Uh, uh, when the Greeks came into Egypt under Alexander the Greek, they forced the Greek language on our ancestors, uh, the ancient Egyptians. The ancient Egyptians, being a literate people, meaning that they had an alphabet, like I mentioned before, and they learned the Greek language and they applied an alphabet to the Greek language. Uh, So, therefore, the Greeks themselves never had an alphabet but it was the Greek language that an alphabet was applied to by our African ancient Egyptian ancestors. So, therefore, today, as a misnomer, you have out in the world uh, today a Greek alphabet, but it wasn't produced by any Greeks. It was produced by our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, after learning the Greek language from the Greeks entering Egypt under Alexander the Greek forcing the language on them, and they applied an alphabet to it so uh that was in the fourth century uh three thirty two around in that area in the fourth century now, all these names I've mentioned Socrates sixth century uh, died in the fifth century uh plato uh, Socrates was supposed to be the teacher of plato plato fifth century died in the fourth century Plato was supposed to be a teacher of Aristotle. uh uh, born in the fourth century, died in the third century. Aristotle was supposed to be the teacher of Alexander the Greek, and this Alexander the Greek supposed to have uh, created a library for the house his books, etc., etc. Then you have Herodotus, who's supposed to be the father of history for the Europeans, and then you have Euripides, who's supposed to have written Greek tragedies, and uh, you have Homer. Who's supposed to have written the Iliad and Odyssey in uh, in the ninth century? Then you have uh, Hippocrates, supposed to be uh, Hippocrates, who's supposed to be the father of, of medicine, and so forth and so on. Fifth century also. Now, uh, I, I'm gonna wipe them all out by saying and asking this question: If an individual uh, is going to challenge me or anybody uh, is going to challenge me on whether these names existed as human beings, I ask one question. If you said that these names, such as Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, uh, Herodotus, etc., existed, then what alphabet did they use to write with? Because the Greeks had no alphabet prior to Alexander the Greek coming into Egypt in the 4th century, and all these names I just mentioned are 5th and 6th century, uh, supposedly Greeks, you see? So that wipes all of them out right there on one uh, fell swoop. So when, when, when the school system under the Renaissance era in Europe began, like I mentioned earlier, um Uh, which was set off and launched by uh, an African by the name of Manuel Christ coming from uh, Constantinople, Turkey, into uh, Florence, Italy at the Curia there in 1397 uh, uh, and introducing the rudiments of the Greek alphabet to the handful of students there because at the the, uh, Curia or college there, which which, uh, the word C-U-R-I-A means college, they only had male students and didn't take females in. So they only had a handful of students at that, Uh, and he launched that uh, uh, Renaissance era by introducing the the rudiments of the Greek alphabet. So uh, from that time on, we talk about uh, 15th century of the 1400s, up until today, as as I speak today, in the year uh, uh, 2016, uh, the Europeans only had literacy in Europe for 619 years. So mm. in that time frame, they have set up a lot of misinformation and fed it to the world as being something of, of authenticity.
0: And I'm here to dispel all of that. All right. Indeed. Well, we know that a recent article came out some years ago, it was supposed to be in um, satire, but, um, if you really look at it, it spoke about the fact that Greek history was made up, you know, so um that correlates perfectly to what you're saying
3: right absolutely so uh that is the the base foundation of uh by way of facts and by, and by way of uh historical research that uh dispels the myth that Western academia is putting out here and has have put out here in the world uh, community among humans, us as a people, and the rest of the humans is walking this earth. So they have mm-hmm. brought out a whole lot of misinformation, put out a, a lot of misinformation in <laughs> the world community. So I'm here as one individual to try to stop that. And the main thing, I want to inform our African community as to what, has happened to us as a people after the Greeks came into Egypt. That's what we have to really find out. We have to know that history, what happened to our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, after the Greeks came into Egypt. And this is only
0: a part of it right here. Indeed. Well, I mean, I know right now um, the audience is sitting back like, what? (laughs) Right, <laughs> right. So, um, because this is completely opposite of what they was taught in school, whether right. it was um, elementary, or junior high, high school, or college, um, as everything in which that was taught, whether it's from um, philosophy class or whether it was in social science, whether it was in history, it was all coming from a Greek perspective. Um, as if um, the Greeks were the bearer of history and civilization. And, of course, we know for those who study um, um, Egyptology or kimetology or um, Afrocentricity, uh, we, we know that that is a lie, you know, um, from just studying our own history, you know. So I know from just reading What They Never Told You in History class by Hindu Kim Kush, or either sex and race by J. Rogers, um the first Greeks, you know, which actually was the Minoans or the Cretans, um these was Africans. You know, so the Minoans are Africans. And when we look at the uh statues and and different other things in which that was there within ancient Greece, um, those was African people. So we you know the Minoans are African people. Um, they were followers of the fertility um DT or nature men. Um, so you know this this definitely correlates um professor um, williams um this is is right on point
3: right absolutely and another thing our brother Bay I want to bring it out for the very first time to our African listening audience as to uh insert this into their thinking uh, as to uh, further understand uh, what our African, ancient Egyptian ancestors brought to the world. Um, They brought and created music. I may be the first one, first scholar in the African community to bring this information but I'm about to tell you to the listening audience. Um, Our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, created music. They the reason why I'm saying that is this. I used to be a professional musician. And I, and I know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, in music, you have uh uh the ABCs. You have do, re, mi, so, fa, la, ti, do. Uh you have seven notes in music, that makes up music, or the scale, the musical scale, that's the music scale, do, re, mi, so, fa, la, ti, do. Um, that is consists of uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Those seven notes right there. And you take do, re, mi, so, fa, la, ti, do is the same note where you started from, which makes it's the eighth note, or the eighth the same note but a, a different higher octave so you have basic seven uh notes in the foundation of music and then you can add uh, seven more sounds to those seven original uh notes coming from the, the ancient egyptian alphabet uh by adding flats and sharps now also in the culture of our ancestors ancient egyptians they create mathematics because in order to build anything like the pyramid and the Sphinx and and and, and buildings and so forth and so on and 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 uh, 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 tombs and, and 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 so forth and so on, you have to have the knowledge of knowing math. You have to know math. So in music, you have math in music. You have the uh, you have the the structure of 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 the beat. One two three four two.
0: That I've studied you know those seven particular um tones or chords or um notes I mean they correlate perfectly um, with the alphabet anyone who has you know taken music, you're absolutely right a F. that's just that's that's what it is um so um once again uh, it sounds right and right and exact um to me. And you say well, that that's what it is. is right? uh, You're saying, saying that based the, on fact and, and truth. Right.
2: You,
0: right. so, you say like this information is in your um, new book, in which that is coming out, in which that you and your right, um, wife wrote?
3: Right. I'm, I'm coming out with this new book. And in this new book, I'm uh, giving a warning to all African scholars, teachers, intellectuals, and students do not use the chronology of ancient Egypt. Uh, because the chronology of ancient Egypt was created by Western academia using the Bible to do so. Our African ancient Egyptian ancestors never wrote a chronology of themselves. They left an immortal legacy in stone, in papyrus, in art, in literature, etc., etc., etc. So uh they... uh never wrote a chronology the first king of Egypt the second uh, dynasty and the third dynasty and so forth and so on Western academia Europeans did that in order to control the culture of our ancestors ancient Egyptians in their institutions you see and also in that book bringing out five different chronologies all five have different dates okay and the first one that I'm bringing out, showing uh, our African readers uh, what i uh, the proof of what I'm saying is that uh, it's, uh, it was a chronology taken out of a book of 1867, a uh, a, a a book called um, Egypt, and uh, in this book they present a chronology. This is this book was written in 1867, and they they under, under, under the chronology that they put in this book, they are saying that the first king of Egypt was Mezram. Well, Mezram is the son of Ham. Mezram is part of the family and table of nations in the Bible. Mezram is also called Egypt. So, and then they put Mezram, and they put in parenthesis Menas, but they don't let the cat out of the bag when they say Mezram. You see, and then they they start the first dynasty as 2188 uh, BC, and then they tell you about what happened in 2188 BC, and then at the end of what they're telling you, and before they get into the next dynasty, they give you the biblical references where you can go and look up what they just what you have just read about what they're saying about Egypt, you see? So all that's in my book. And then um, uh, Henry Frankfurt uh, put out a book in in 1943, 48, up in that area, uh, called Kingship and the Gods. And in this book, he is putting out, um, he's he's got a, a chronology of Mesopotamia. That's biblical. But but. Uh, in this chronology that he's putting out, he put the first Pharaoh as Norma, Menes, etc., etc., and he's put uh, the first beginning date as 3100 uh, BC. You see? But here's the thing about it is that in his chronology, what he's trying to prove, he's trying to prove that some Sumerians walked this earth and that the Sumerians, using their cuneiform, introduced the alphabet to the world the writing to the world by way of the cuneiform you see this is what now they don't create the europeans don't create both chronologies the chronology that is being used out here today uh in a, in a, in a very common popular way and then he's creating this other chronology based off of uh of uh, of, 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 of of the bible uh as well uh and he's using it and, and uh they, uh, they, in naming this chronology uh, from Mesopotamia, you see. Uh, so therefore, he's paralleling these two uh, chronologies that they have created. See, but but this this other chronology coming out of Mesopotamia that they created is trying to knock our ancestors out of uh, the spot for the for the people who brought. Literacy to the world. They're gonna say some kind of some kind of Sumerians that never existed. You see. So my wife is writing uh, a, a in-depth chapter on the cuneiform and the Sumerians. She's she's been uh, researching for three years to dig up all this information, and it's it's a lot of information that is gonna be put out in this book about what is going on and what has happened uh, in the world today by Western academia by putting out. All this false uh information, better known as lies, so we are exposing all of that, so that's just one aspect of the book, and it's going to be uh the book is pregnant with a lot lots of different information, so uh we're working on it, and I cannot wait until it uh we can finally take it to press and have it produced so it can be out into our African community and in the world.
0: I'm here. Okay. All right. So, you you dropping so much information on the audience. I'm pretty sure um, we're going to have some real good questions here pretty soon. But, um, well, I know. That I to deal with, right. I know that we, well, I don't think we have any on the line yet. But for those in which that want to call in, let me give you all the number. The number is 626. 626- 414-3535 That's 626-414-3535 If you have any questions For Professor Walter Williams Definitely give us a call um, Brother L Do um, you have anything that you want to say? Uh,
1: yes uh, I was glad that uh, Brother Williams Had brought out the fact that about The term ancient Egypt, Egypt Or ancient Egyptian uh, I, I'm currently Writing a book myself on the Circle 7 Um uh, I had uh, I'm gonna take that out of my text. So I appreciate you you uh, 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 dropping that on me on me, you know. So I not not to make that mistake. What
3: was that, brother? That
1: was the ancient ancient Egypt ancient Egypt, not to uh, say ancient Egypt, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. that is the Western European uh, terminology.
3: Well, I wouldn't say that, uh let's uh, let's 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 uh let's 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 do this. A lot of, of our African scholars like to use uh, and call Egypt Kemet, okay Okay? but see the world know our ancestors as being the ancient Egyptians, they don't know our ancestors by being uh under that name of Kemet. Okay? Right. So the, all the books, textbooks, all the, the books written by ancient Egypt uh, is depicting ancient Egypt under that name uh, by calling it ancient Egypt. Now, uh, they saying, the Western, uh, I'm sorry, African scholars are saying that the word Kemet is a Greek name. Well, I said this that. Uh, the ancient Egyptians coined that name for themselves. When they asked, who are you? Uh we are, uh I'm I'm a Egyptus I'm an Egyptos, etc cetera, etc etc cetera. while speaking Greek now. They were speaking Greek now, you remember they learned they forced the Greek language on our ancestors and our ancestors learned that language. So while speaking Greek under the domination of the Greeks, they coined for themselves the name Egyptus or Egyptos, okay? Like Jesse Jackson, while speaking English, told Western uh, media uh, to call us Africans living in the United States of America African Americans. He said that while speaking English. So it wasn't no European that coined the name African Americans for us. It was Jesse Jackson speaking English who uh coined that name or one of the ones that helped coin that name but he brought it to the uh, news media so they can use it in their reporting of the news about us you see so right. uh we don't want to uh diminish anything because uh the world knows our ancestors as being the ancient Egyptian you see so uh You can call it Kemet if you want to, but I don't use that word. And then they say that the word Kemet means the land of the black or black land. That's okay, fine. Now, you have the whole continent of Africa under the European name Africa. If you want to change that name from Africa, you can call the whole continent of Africa Kemet because Africa is the home of of, of of the blacks or the black land. You can use that form. That's just another idea that I am that I can put out there in the arena into the minds of our African uh, thinkers, you see. So
2: okay.
3: uh, let's not argue over Kemet, okay, uh, being a European uh, uh, name given to our ancestors, ancient Egyptians. That name was given to uh, our, themselves, Coin themselves by speaking Greek while doing it, you see. So uh, that is the equation for that. Okay. So let's. I always stick with uh, ancient Egypt, and then you, you're saying that you're writing a book. I'm, I'm assuming that you that you, are Noble Drew Ali, uh, scholar.
1: Mm, somewhat, yeah.
3: Okay, because he uh, he put out his his. Uh, Quran or his his literature with that seven in there it was very dominant because it's on the front cover. Right. That's what made me ask you were you uh, studying uh, under the Noble duality yeah. you know scholarship.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. That's fine. It's great. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there to you about Kemet so you can maybe kind of rethink that and. Uh, okay. get back to ancient Egypt because the world know our people as uh being the ancient Egyptians and everything is geared toward that all the museums around the world got ancient Egyptian artifacts you see so uh you know so that's the reason why I focus on uh the use of the name ancient Egypt. It's more powerful anyway.
1: Okay. Well
0: said
1: <laughs> okay
0: well um, Professor Walter Williams. Let's I guess we can get into um religion, um, that particular aspect. Um, I know we was talking about three thirty two B C with Alexander coming in and um allegedly putting together the Alexandria library in which that allegedly was burnt down. Um, seven hundred thousand documents and you know, was um destroyed or burnt. Um I mean, what is your assessment on 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 that and the formation of of what we now refer to as um, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam?
3: You mean as, as, what do I refer to as what now? What area are you saying, talking about?
0: Um, just in reference to the organization, because um, from what I've read, um, it was um, individuals under Alexander on which that allegedly formulated um the library so that, you know, various scholars from around the world could come and do research and which that um seventy two um I guess you can say, um bishops or well I want not say bishop rabbis or Jews or whatever you want to refer to them as I won't say bishop. Um came together in order to um put together what became the old testament and then later on um or um came with his New Testament version. Um so I mean I mean do you have any information on, on that or anything in which that correlates to it?
3: Yeah, so in first place there was no uh, 72 or 70 Jews being in ancient Egypt. That's a story that's uh, being put out there under uh, the rule of ancient Egypt under Ptolemy II Philadelphia, the son of Ptolemy I Lagus, called Sota. In that story, they're saying that uh, Jews were in living in Europe. I'm sorry, living in Egypt under Ptolemy II Philadelphus. And that they were Hellenized. That means that they had lost their knowledge of their language, supposed to be Hebrew. And this is how the story goes now. This has never happened. And that uh, while in Egypt, under the the, uh, Greek rule, or the Ptolemaic rule, uh, they couldn't read or write Hebrew. So therefore they were uh, Hellenized. That means that they were uh, transferred on into uh, thinking Greek or Greek talk. Which is another misnomer. But now they say that this ptolemy, two Philadelphias uh, sent to Jerusalem for seventy uh scholars. Okay. Seventy two scholars. And when they got to Egypt these seventy two scholars was given a copy of uh the Bible. in Hebrew. And that these uh, scholar, 72 of these rabbis or scholars, went into 72 different rooms and to translate this Bible into Greek, which is, they called the Greek Septuagint. And that when they came out of the room uh, and they put their Bibles on the table, that the translation from Hebrew to Greek was perfect, and that allowed... The Jews in Egypt To be able to read and write That's a lie Okay Um, That never happened. Okay There's no such thing as a Jew In human form But that goes into another subject The only place that you find Jews Canaanites and Israelites Is in between the pages of the Bible In a narrative story Fed to a believer The Bible is a book That one has to believe in If you believe in the stories in the Bible, then you have created whatever these stories are telling you. They're talking about Jews or Canaanites or Israelites. Then if you believe that story, which uh, is talking about the Canaanites and the Jews and the Israelites, then you have created this Canaanite Jew and Israelite in your thinking and your belief. You did that. But it's just you're taking it from a narrative story. So get back to the Greek Septuagint That never happened. L-X-X. Okay, if, if if an individual, uh, is in literature called the pseudo of a reese teeth, that'll tell you exactly what I'm saying. Okay, now uh, getting into uh, Piso. There's never been a Piso. It's another misnomer. Piso. They're saying in the saga of Piso that he was supposed to be the father of Jesus the Christ. There's never been a Jesus the Christ. So you're getting back any type. Of, of of religion that's out here in the world today. It's based off of mythology. The characters that's in the stories that's connected with these religions never walked to Earth as human beings because uh it's it's a religion, it's stories. Okay? And in order to keep and practice a religion, an individual human has to believe in this these various religions such as Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Black Hebrew, Israelitism, Buddhism, Zoroasterism, all those are man-made religions that one has to believe in. The glue that keeps all religions together is one's belief and faith in these various religions. But now, you go back to your own personal humanity as a human being coming out of your mother's womb. Any human being coming out All human beings coming out of their mother's womb, they, after nine months of incubation, were uh, coming out, were attached to her umbilical cord. That umbilical cord was cut. That umbilical cord, for nine months, served as a lifeline for your development as a human being. That, That umbilical cord fed you food, air, and water and other nourishments in order for you to develop. Into a human being at the end of nine months of incubation, now, when you came out, the doctor cut that umbilical cord to separate you from your mother, okay, but what still was going on throughout your 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 body was life was still surging throughout your body like it is at this very moment that I'm talking to you now, you were given life coming out of your mother's womb, that is your in individual divine human birthright, but you were never, ever given a religion. Man gave you the religion. Man gave humanity a religion to control man. You see? So, therefore, all religions are made up of mythology, allegories, and and metaphors, and so forth and so on. In other words, lies. That's what all religions are made of in order to control man. Uh, and, and, and diminish your thinking because when a, you practice a religion, you incarcerate your thinking. Your mind is incarcerated just like uh, an individual who get arrested and go to prison. He's put it into a, a jail cell that has limited space. He does everything in that, uh, uh, that given space in the jail. He's incarcerated in this jail, in this space. So when you believe in a religion and practice a religion, you incarcerate your thinking. In other words, you limit your thinking. You see? Yeah. Therefore, you put your own self in bondage. You see? Yeah. So, so uh, we're going to have to clear up anything that's pertaining to religion, cut it loose. Find your way back to understanding who. Personal humanity, is. that's the first thing a human needs to learn, is who am I as a human being? What do I possess as a human being? How can I use what I possess as a human being to benefit me, my family, and all of humanity? You see? You have to know about your pineal gland, uh, what the function of your pineal gland. You've got to understand that the bottom of uh, your pineal gland are your nostrils, and you've got to understand that that... The pineal gland is a conduit uh, that sits in the middle of your brain that serves as a a receiver and a sender between you, your personal humanity, and your personal universe. Your personal universe is your mind. What do you do? You live in your mind. You live in your mind 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, as long as you live. You're going to live in your own personal universe, which is your mind. In other words, if I cut over your your head, uh, Brother Bay and Brother L. Bay, I will see your brains, but I cannot see your mind. Your mind is invisible spirit. There are 7 billion
2: human beings
3: walking this earth as I speak today, over 700 billion human beings as I speak at this very moment walking this earth. We are all kept together by one thing, and that's air a i r we all are kept together by air, but every individual that's walking this earth they live in their own personal universe. you see now um, you have the female and you have the male, singularly, the male or the female cannot create anything with life in it only if the the female and the male are. Uh, have a sexual intercourse, then from that sexual intercourse they can produce pro life. But but by themselves, they can create because everything that you see around you was created or uh, came from the minds of a female or a male. Now I'm in my, my 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 second bedroom. I see a television in here. I see paintings on the wall. I see the bed. I see dressers. I see nightstands, I see lamps, mirrors, and pictures and so forth and so on. Now, everything, and rugs on the floor, everything I see in here is dead because it has no life in it. See, I'm the only thing in this room that's got life in it. But I was created from the sexual intercourse of my mother and my father. You see? So you really have to understand that to separate and understand uh who you are as a human being so you can separate yourself from these religions and understand about religions, how that man created these religions to control man, and how that one uh, has to believe in these religions in order to keep these religions alive, alive. So therefore, when you believe in the religion, you're giving your power, your personal human power to sustain and make these religions alive. You are doing that, you see? But at the the same time, these religions uh, are kept together by your belief, so therefore you are incarcerating your thinking. This is what you're doing. And the Christianity is very, very detrimental to us as a people, very detrimental. Why? Because uh, the icon, the image, and the symbol of white supremacy is institutionalized in all Christian churches throughout America and throughout the world. That's where white supremacy is institutionalized. So every time us Africans go into a church, you're bowing down to a white image on on the cross, a dead white man on that cross. You're worshiping that white man as your God. You're telling the white race that uh, I love you, white people. You are my God and Savior. Okay? Now, let's go back. And ask this question to Christians. Do you think, Christians, that the white race will take their family and their children into a church that has a big black African Jesus hanging on the cross and that they will teach their children and their family that this black Jesus hanging on the cross is their God and Savior? The answer is, hell no, they will not do that under no circumstances. <laughs> so I asked African Christians, why are you going in these churches worshiping this dead white image on the cross? You have two choices. You have the ankh, which is a symbol of life, and you have the cross, which is a symbol of death. Now, which one do you want? The third thing I ask uh, these uh, uh, African Christians is that you have two choices, just like uh, the white doll and the black doll syndrome. Um, you ask uh, the African child in the United States of America, which doll do you, do you prefer, this white doll or this black doll? And most likely they're going to pick out the white doll. Okay? So today I'm asking Christians. You have... the what is the name of your African God that looks like you? What is the name of it that looks like you? And when I ask that question, their mouth drops open, and they have a puzzled look on their face. On my book, The Historical Origin of Christianity, on the front cover, there's a picture of Osiris, the African, that looks like us, Uh and then below that you have this this Jesus Christ, that created creature called Jesus the Christ. Now so I ask uh Christians when I lecture, which of these gods do you want for yourself? Which one you, what you want? You want this you want this white doll or this white god, or do you want this African uh uh God that looks like us? You see? So that's the question. So uh, you also have to realize this, that when we as African people go into these churches, you are supporting white supremacy, you're supporting uh, uh, white superiority, and you're supporting African and black inferiority. That's what you're doing. You really have to know what you are doing and how damaging this is because it is a disease and virus that you pass down from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. And Christianity especially is very damaging to us as a people because it has destroyed many, 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 many generations of us Africans living in this country. So... Another thing I want to bring out, uh, Brother Bay and Brother L. Bay, is this. When an individual, us Africans, of the African community, go into these churches, it's just like going back to the slave plantation. Why do I say that? Because the slave plantation, the head of the slave plantation is this old white man called Martha, the head of all Christian church is this dead white man on the cross they call Jesus the Christ. The slave plantation have an overseer called Old Boss Charlie, or another old white man. The overseer in the churches is the minister, Reverend C.T. Chicken Wing. He oversees the, uh, uh, the slaves sitting in the pews of these churches, and that's where the par- parishioners come in, uh, sitting in these pe- of these churches They are the slaves So I, I, I attribute the, the, the plantation The slave plantation And the church the same So I can hope, hope you see uh, What I'm saying The correlation there So I'll turn it back over to you guys
1: Okay that, uh, that's Very well said Um the uh, um uh, um uh, what you're uh talking about uh the osiris and the uh the european jesus uh or so called white jesus uh yeah it w- it would uh probably behoove them to choose the osiris god you know uh although uh neither one of them existed
3: Repeat that again brother uh, lb
1: I say Osiris. Yes. Okay. So you you said Osiris existed.
3: Osiris is part of the African ancient Egyptian divine triad of Osiris, which is God and Father, and Isis, which is the goddess Mother, and Haru, which is the son, the Sun of Osiris and Isis. Yes, that was okay. the, uh, one of the main deities over in ancient Egypt. Okay. Those are our gods okay. and goddess. Okay, And the Malachi Coptic Egyptians, they're the ones that created uh, a god for the European, because okay? we had our God, But they gave our gods and goddesses away. And I, uh, in my book, *The Origin of Christianity, I write uh, and tell you how that was done in the Ecumenical Council meetings that took place in Turkey. All... Uh, Ecumenical Council meetings uh, took place in Turkey, North East Africa. And I'll tell you how that was done. You see?
1: Yes, brother? Brother Bay? Yes. I'm, but that that's still here. Uh, but this is brother L. I'm still here. Oh, Brother
3: L? Okay. Brother uh, L.?
1: uh I'm still here um uh, yes what what was the question again
3: no I I I, I was talking about uh, picking back on what you were saying I have no questions
1: for you oh okay okay yeah I was uh uh talking like I said uh, the uh understand what you're saying uh yes uh, a lot of us had uh what you were saying about Christianity all the religions really in general uh, they have they are they are mind control institutions or systems. They what now? They're, uh, all religions are mind control institutions or Correct. systems.
3: Correct.
1: Know, uh, used to enslave the, the masses of the people.
2: Correct. Uh, Absolutely.
1: For their own, uh, the, whoever was the head of these religions, that uh, they are used to enslave the masses for their own agenda. Correct. And Absolutely. And they have done a masterful job. Uh, You you watch, uh, especially during the Easter, the so-called Easter and Christmas holidays, you watch television and you see how many millions and millions of of people uh, gather for these events. Correct. You know, although uh, they are celebrating something, but they're not celebrating what they think they are celebrating, you know uh the Easter dealing with the spring equinox and the the, the the uh Christmas uh holiday dealing with the uh winter solstice.
2: Correct you
1: know, uh this is what they're actually celebrating. But if you to tell them that they will look like you like you yeah, have lost your mind or just went out to lunch. Correct. You know, Please. so I know I've I've got it, I've got them had that experience. I know you had that experience as well correct They're trying to tell people, no, that's not what uh, what, what you're celebrating. Correct. No. If you're celebrating the sun's, uh the return after the three days of this, <coughs> excuse me, of his stagnation. Now on the 25th, it uh, one degrees, um, uh, it, it moves one degree. Actually, the Earth is moving one degree southward. Actually, it's going to make the sun, the sun appear to be moving one degree north. Okay. They're actually, the degree is one degree. So that means the sun has been born again. Okay. And that's what they're actually celebrating. You know, like they said, uh, 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 joy to the world. Our Lord has come. Let earth receive its king. You know, its king is talking about the sun. Okay. But, but they but they, they will argue you down tooth the nail, you know, no, we're talking about Jesus Jesus Christ, you know, our Lord and our Savior. You know, and okay. it's almost to the brink, if not to the brink or if not insanity. Correct. Well let me
3: throw this in, uh, brother L is this. Um it goes back to and this is what people the masses of people all over the world uh of all races, creeds, and color, who are uh, Christians, don't realize this because Western academia has put this lie out. Uh, starting with uh, coming from the Vatican, okay, when Christianity, the seat of Christianity, moved out of Northeast Africa out of Constantinople, out of the world's first Christian church ever built on earth, known as the Hagia Sophia, commissioned to be built by Justin and his wife in 532, finished uh, in 537 by African builders and African designers of that church. On the front cover of my book, The Historical Origin of Islam, I'll show you a picture of the Church of Hagia Sophia and uh, and its minarets outside, but that goes into another history. But getting back to this world's first Christian church, uh, it was built, I mean, finished uh, being built in 537, December the 27th. Mm. 537, okay? And that church was built for Mary and Christ, the Hagia Sophia, the Church of the Holy Wisdom, which is another name for this Jesus the Christ, okay? It wasn't Jesus' name, it was just Christ. Mary and Christ. So when the seat of Christianity, after 900, and some years later, moved out of northeast Africa into uh. Uh, uh, on the outskirts of Rome, Italy, over the catacombs, uh, uh, using the Gregorian calendar, they lost two days. So, for for over nine hundred years, they celebrated mm-hmm. uh, the birth of that church, of the finishing building of that church, on December the twenty seventh. That was done in Northeast Africa, when the, when the seat was in Constantinople, Turkey. When it moved out of Northeast Africa, out of Constantinople, out of the Hagia Sophia, into Rome, when John VIII went to the Curia there in Florence, Italy, in 1439, and relinquished what is known in history as the Donation of Constantine to make way for the seat to be moved into Northeast. I'm sorry, into Europe, on the outskirts of Rome, over the catacombs. So Eugenius IV and Nicholas V had dead bodies uh, dug up to make way for the building of the Vatican and the building of St. Peter's Church that was in 1445, known today as St. Peter's Basilica, mm. and by... Using the Gregorian calendar, they lost two days and celebrating the uh, Mary and Christ, uh, which is which is Mary. They said Mary and Christ, Mary Christ Mass, or the Mass celebration for Christ on the old original date of December the twenty seventh by losing two days using the Gregorian calendar. They celebrate that on December the twenty fifth. And that's how that came about, historically.
1: Okay. Okay. That was uh, also was uh doing uh was that part of the Nicene Council? No the
3: Nicene, Nicene Council number one was three twenty five. That had had nothing to do this was uh, many years after that, over a thousand years after that.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be. You're right, that would be.
3: Yeah, right. because Christ that was, was right created at the Council of Ephesus in 431.
1: Yeah, right. That would be.
3: Uh-huh.
1: That would be a little, little over 100 years later. Huh? Yes. That, that would yeah. be a little bit over 100 years later.
3: Oh, 1,000 years or more 1,000
1: years mm-hmm. a little later, yeah. A little over yeah. a 1,000 years, that's right, because you're dealing with the All next right. century. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, um, uh, the uh what about the three the first three popes being uh Africans? Well starting
3: with where? Starting when? What
1: date? Uh I was saying that uh August uh, uh August not not not, uh, not Augustine who was that I'm not sure who it was. Um uh, I can't place the dates but uh um uh, I was reading, I think it was one of the book, uh I don't know if it was your book or was it uh, what they never told you in history class about uh, the first people to of be African. Not
3: in my book. Now, Augustine was an African. Augustine lived over there in that area. Today, as I speak, the Roman Catholic Church uses the teachings of Augustine as being the foundation of the Roman Catholic Church. So there was a Augustine that walked this earth but he was a Coptic Melkite Egyptian.
1: Okay. Okay. That's why I was, right.
3: Yeah. So uh, uh let's go back historically and get where uh the African popes come in, not Augustine. Okay. Now let's go back to the Council of, uh, the Ecumenical Council called the Council of Nicene or the Nicaea one Council meeting, which took place in 325 uh, in the Common Era. Okay? That Council meeting was called of three things, historical things that happened. And I mentioned those three historical things in my book, the Historical Origin of, of Christianity. Those three things was one, the Donatus schismatic controversy; two, the donation of Constantine; three, the strong statement by Arius. Those three incidents caused the Council of Nicaea I to come about in 325, and all council meetings took place in North East Africa in. Uh, the country that's known as Turkey. Okay, now, uh, what is the Donatist schismatic controversy? The Donatist schismatic controversy is a fourth-century North African schism that broke out in the secular community in Egypt and in North Africa. Okay, uh, when a prominent number of that communities are uh, uh, turn over uh, certain sacred documents to the Roman mm-hmm. occupying forces there in northeast Africa. Okay? Mm-hmm. Against the wishes of Bishop Donatus and the and the and Metropolitan Bishop Secundus, they told him don't do this. Uh uh Do not turn those sacred writings over to this uh, Roman ruler, which was a co-ruler at that time, Diocletian. He says, model yourself like our ancestors uh, and, and predecessors did before this date and incident of turning over the sacred writings. But he turned them over anyway, and that is called the Donatist schismatic controversy. The first, oh. the second thing that brought about the Council of Ecumenical Council of Nicaea one three twenty five was the donation of Constantine. Constantine was the Roman ruling occupier of Egypt, Syria, and Turkey, and uh, for. 645 years from the creation of the image that we know today as Jesus the Christ was created in 320 BC uh from the image of Ptolemy one Lagi, given the attributes of Osiris and Apis the bull representative of Ra uh with with the composite name of Osiris uh, uh, uh Serapis O Serapis using the composite name of Osiris and Apus the Bull, representative of Ra, given to one like he called Soter, the word S-O-T-E-R means savior. But, uh, but I'm going to uh, tell you that, start you there, and then bring you, because they tried to get the secular community each to accept this Ptolemy under the name of, of Serapis, uh as a god. And 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 respected, and put into their temples uh, alongside of the god Osiris, uh, the secular community, ancient Egyptian Coptic Egyptian, our ancestors refused to do that. But the male Coptic Egyptian, who ran the government of ancient Egypt, who I call the Uncle Tom's of antiquity,
2: they mm.
3: went ahead and took and uh, uh, and created. Uh, a god for this Ptolemy. Uh, After this Ptolemy
2: found a temple in Memphis, Egypt, to do that, those priests and priestesses
3: took two of their deities, like I mentioned, Osiris and Apostle Bull, representative of Ra, and made a composite of the two names of old Serapis and gave this name, O Serapis, or Serapis, to this Ptolemy ruler. Because under the Ptolemy dynasty, Ptolemy I, like he, was the successor after Alexander died in 323. Uh, uh, they came in in 332. He died nine years later in 323 B.C. B.C. dates you count down. Today's dates that we live in, you count up. So okay. anyway, they tried to get, uh, these Melkites tried to get and this Ptolemy tried to get uh, our ancestors in the Coptic-Egyptian community to accept his image as a god alongside of Osiris, and they refused to do that. See? So um, uh, you had 14 succeeding Ptolemies, starting with Ptolemy, uh, Lagi, the first Ptolemy, and then you had 13 after him. They made it what is known as the the Ptolemaic dynasty of ancient Egypt until that lasted for 302 years and after 302 years here come uh, the Romans in there uh, uh, and they controlled and took over from the Greeks after the Greeks stayed in power for 302 years so they came in in 30 BC in the common era and they took over and this is where coming up to the Council of Nicaea 1, and I told you the three things that brought about the Council of, 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 of Nicaea 1, 325. I told you about the dynamic systematic controversy, and I'm, I'm about to tell you about the second thing that caused the uh the Ecumenical council of of uh, of, of Nicaea wanted to come out in 325 is the donation of constantine constantine was a, was the ruling emperor at that time of, of egypt syria mm-hmm. and turkey and uh, by him seeing this split in our african community just like we had a split here in chicago during the time of hell washington when hell uh the 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 the, the political community and of African community in in uh Chicago was very strong and tight uh knitted together that that we put Harold Washington on the fifth floor and made him the mayor of the city of Chicago in nineteen eighty three mm-hmm. He died in nineteen eighty seven uh, The white power structure split our community by uh putting in a a brother by the name of Eugene Sawyer who our community did not want because he was handpicked by the white established right. uh, politicians against, we wanted Tim Evans, so that was a split there. So with that split, Richard M. Daly came up in between that split and became the mayor of the city of Chicago. The same thing that happened with the Donatist Schismatic Controversy. So with the Donatist Schismatic Controversy had uh, had gone on, Constantine saw that split and weakness in our community. So he he went into our community, and he found a brother by the name of Sylvester I and offered him what is known in history as the Donation of Constantine. It goes like this. He walked up to this Coptic Egyptian African brother, uh, Sylvester I, and said, Sylvester, I'll give you my imperial emblems of authority over your people if you will uh, get your people to accept Seraphus as a god in their community, and I will, all I want you to do, I will give you my imperial power on a temporal basis, on a temporary basis, if you can do this. And also, along with what is known as the Donation of Constantine, I want you to baptize me in your African community so I'll be just a part of the community. You will have all of my uh, power over that community. I won't have any power at all because I'll be a part of the community. You see?
2: All right. And
3: So Sylvester accepted that offer. That is known in history as a Donation of Constantine. Now, the third uh, historical incident that brought about the uh, the the Council of Nazi one to come about in 325 was a strong statement by Arius. Arius was a member of the secular Coptic <clears throat> Egyptian community. He said <coughs> that Serapis,
2: hmm. which is
3: known today as Jesus the Christ, was a created creature, dissimilar from the Father. Now, who is the Father? The Father being Osiris. A perfect creature, but a creature nevertheless see so uh uh at that same council meeting of year one, the male Coptic Egyptians took Horus or Haru, which is the son of Osiris and Isis, out of that ancient Egyptian African divine triad. They took him out, and they put this white image in its place. He took the S U N out and put the S O N in its place. He becomes hmm. the son of Osiris okay. and the son of Isis. You see, so now the the two African uh, deities, Osiris, which is God and father, Isis, which is goddess mother, Africans have now have a white son. Oh, Arya said that the Serapis was a created creature, dissimilar, meaning not like Osiris. But a perfect creature but a creature nevertheless. Mm-hmm. And those three things the down to controversy. The strong uh thing about Arius and the donation of Constantine were all about in history the uh, uh uh the Nicene Ecumenical Council of three twenty five. So Constantine did not call that council meeting because he had no authority to do that because he gave his imperial authority over to Sylvester I. Sylvester called that council meeting. Okay. You see? And at that council meeting, by them, the Melchized Coptic Egyptians um, are taking this Serapis, which is the sun, and you heard that Jesus the Christ is the son of man. That's true. Man can only make creatures by himself. He can only bring pro-life if he's have a sexual encounter with a female. That's what it didn't have. They created the Seraphus. So, therefore, he was a created creature. Okay? And dissimilar from the Father. So, uh. These Melkites said, now, this created creature of this white Seraphus is now the son of Osiris. And they said that, uh, they said, God the Father, which is Osiris, God the Son, which is Seraphus, today known as Jesus Christ, the same. That is called the Homoious Creed. They created that right there at, at, at the council of, at the Ecumenical Council of Nicaea One in 325 the Nicene Creed, God, the Father, God, the Son, the same. Fifty-six years later, they had another council meeting called the Council of Constantinople one 381, where uh, uh, the Roman rulers wanted to take the Moses Creed that was created at the Council of, of, of Nicaea I, 56 Uh, years earlier to become the creed of the Roman government. The Melkite, I'm sorry, the the Coptic Egyptian uh, members of the secular community refused to accept that.
2: Mm, So that's
3: the reason why that second ecumenical council was called to try to get the secular community to accept what is known as the homogenous creed. God the father, God the son, the same. In other words, Osiris and 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 uh, and, and, and being the same. They refused to do that. Then, uh, fifty years after that, you come up to the Council of the Ecumenical Council of uh, of Ephesus in four thirty one, and this is where the drama come in. It's the Council of Ephesus. The male, I mean, the Monophysites on the Eutachis said that Seraphis had an Osiris-like spirit, but no human nature. In order to have a human nature, an individual has to be born through the body of a female. Has to be born through that. So what they did, they went back into the African-Ancient Egyptian divine triad and took ISIS out of there and they created a created creature called the Virgin Mary in order for this serapis to have a human nature. In order for anybody to have a human nature, one has to be born through the body of a female. You can't deny that. Right. So they created this created creature called the Virgin Mary, giving this created creature to the Virgin Mary the title of Theotokos. The word Theotokos means the mother of God. Nestorius, who was also a male kite, I'm sorry, who were also a monophysite, said that he could not accept the Theotokos and this created creature, the Virgin Mary. So therefore, the Melchized Coptic Egyptians took these two created creatures, uh, the Virgin Mary and the created creature, Seraphus, and they amalgamated the two together. And while speaking Greek, these Melchized Coptic Egyptians said after the amalgamation was done between these two created creatures, Mary and, and, and Seraphus, they said, now this is the Christos. And in English, they were speaking Greek. And in English, the Christos means now this is the Christ. So this is how this uh, Christ was created, right there in uh, Ephesus, in Turkey, in 431, Ooh. by those male Coptic Egyptians. So uh, it was Christ then, so us no more but Christ. And, and, and from then on, uh, the rest of the history, history, uh, I can tell it, but it takes some time to tell it. But anyway, uh, that's what I have to say about that.
1: Yeah, that would, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's been going on ever since after that.
3: Correct, absolutely. This oh, very man. moment that I'm talking and that we're talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct on that. Yes, uh so they um uh, <laughs> uh that's what's going on. Like you said, even as we speak. Uh like I said, all these institutions like the, the church the institution of the church and uh actually it is a like I said and I say it again, is it is a mind control system or institution. Correct. Uh it, it, it is built on falsehood, all built correct. on falsehood and that these people hold so dear to, you know, and, and sometimes will go to war with you over, over, and kill you over it. This know, is true. Over a well, lie.
3: That's correct. It's nothing but a lie. But but here, uh, Brother L. Bay, is this, is that all people in the African community don't realize that the... Uh, the institution that you and I are talking about was created by the European. This is his institution that's based off of these lies. Now, the European has created an institution using the foundation that he created based off of lies, deceit, murder, injustice, corruption, greed, terrorism, militarism sexism, racism, slavery, exploitation, violence, plunder, rape, hate, religion, mythology, and perverted scholarship. That's his foundation for the European. That's his institution. So you really have to understand those 19 things I just mentioned. And if you have any more, you can add to the 19 and, and uh, as many as you can.
1: But that's his, what's his what's institution. Right.
3: That's the foundation of his institution that he that he has built in the world today.
1: it's, it's founded on that, then it's not founded on any culture.
3: No, uh-uh. well,
1: that's not a culture. Rape, hate. I have
3: no culture of course. There, uh, there's never been a culture. European culture that came out of Europe, none whatsoever. He did not develop develop in Europe to have a culture. He developed in Africa. The Africans. Did not go to Europe to develop, it's just the reverse. They were in Africa de- de- developing. You see? So you're absolutely right.
1: Mm. That's something. Dr. Aline, do you have any questions? I don't know what Dr. Aline went to. Okay, I guess we'll go on then till we get back.
3: Okay, mm. I'm here.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so, so like I said, uh, that's hard. Maybe
0: right
4: now.
0: Well, there is a question that's in the chat room. They was asking, what about cuneiform from the Sumerian or Mesopotamian text? Um, is that older than the Egyptian metronature? No, I'm, I'm trying
3: to – the book that my wife and I are writing will dispel all of that. It's nothing but myths. You're dealing with myths. Anything in the Bible, brother uh is nothing uh but mythology. That's all it is. And Mesopotamia is in the Bible, okay? And uh, the cuneiform supposedly they have come out of Iran from the behistun Mountains so forth. Uh, go ahead, what you saying?
0: No Uh-oh. everybody was listening.
3: What were you saying, brother uh no, no, I mean,
0: everybody was listening.
3: Oh, nobody okay. said anything. Everybody was listening.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. No,
3: that's mm-hmm. that's not true because what they're trying to do with that that if you fall for that don't fall for it because it is a it is a a a lie put out here by Western academia to discredit and take the credit away from our ancestors uh being the first illiterate people On planet Earth, uh, what made them literate was they created the world's first alphabet and writing system. They're going to say that that out of Mesopotamia, using the cuneiform, a nun, humans, by the name of Sumerians, uh, produced the world's first writing system. That's not true. Don't fall for that. And the book that we, my wife and I are producing will, will dispel all of that. The name of the book that we're writing is called Dispelling Myths of Ancient Egypt. That's what it is. So we're going to dispel all of that. Like I told you earlier about the, about the chronology, the Europeans created this chronology that's out there now. The First Dynasty, Second, Third, Fourth Dynasty, etc., etc. They created that. And then they created a parallel uh, uh, chronology uh, based on Mesopotamia to parallel that. Now, they're in control of both chronologies. They can say in, uh, whatever they want to say about whatever they want to say. You see? Now, uh, Mesopotamia, uh, where do you find Mesopotamia? Uh, you find it in the Bible. The Bible says that Mesopotamia is in Iraq today. Iraq uh, was a part of Arabia. One has to realize that. After World War One was over with. World War One was nineteen fourteen to nineteen eighteen. After World War One, the League of Nations in nineteen twenty, the League of Nations is known today as the UN today. The League of Nations in nineteen twenty gave the British government, the mandate over North East Africa, and the British government named that area the Middle East to make that area of that they call the Middle East today the land of the Bible. Okay. Now, uh, in 1920, the, the League of Nations gave the British government under this uh, uh, a mandate over. North East Africa, except for uh, the country called Syria. In 1922, they gave uh, France, Syria, and, 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 and France bordered off Syria and made Lebanon out of it, and Beirut, but you have all that today. Under the mandate that the League of Nations gave the British government in 1920, the British government went into Arabia and boarded off Arabia and made Iraq out of it. And they boarded off Iraq and made Kuwait out of that to break up all that oil reserves over there. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. They didn't want all that oil reserves to remain under one ruler. You see? And they took... uh, And in 1929, they took a region... That is known as Jordan, and they built what is known as the country Jordan began to be built in 1929 by the British. They call that Transjordan, and they gave uh, Hussein Abin Ali, his son Abdullah, and made him the first king of uh, of Jordan in 1929. Uh, as you go to Jordan today, you find that country is very modern. That's the reason why, because it was first began to build in 1929. And they gave the second son of Hussein Ibn Ali Iraq uh, fossil in 1920, made him king of Iraq, you see. And... Uh, uh, your audience, listening audience, should know of T. E. Lawrence or Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Yes, we know about him.
3: Hussein Ibn Ali helped the British topple the Ottoman government because uh, T. E. Lawrence was a, a British agent
1: yes, he operating
3: for Egypt, and uh, Hussein Ibn Ali uh, of the Hus- head of the Hussein family helped T. E. Lawrence and the British to topple the Ottoman Empire and government. So as a as a reward, the British rewarded Hussein Abin Ali, his two sons, like I mentioned, Abdullah, become king of Jordan, and Fossil to become king of Iraq, okay? And Hussein wanted to be king of Arabia. But the British says, no, I can't have all... Uh, this, 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 these all reserves under one family rule. So they uh, appointed Abdul Aziz al as the king of Arabia in 1924. You see? And this was um, um, in 1924. So uh, that was four years before the Arab world Accepted the Quran that is out here today for Islam. The, uh, the 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 Arab world accepted in 1919 the Quran, the Holy Quran that is used today in uh, in Islam today. Islam as a religion is a is based off of a book called the Quran. That Quran was accepted by the Arab world after the Jews, 49 years later, in Syria, who 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 created what is known as this Quran that was being used today. It started in, in 1870 in, in Syria. 49 years later, the Arab world accepted that Quran. That was a year after uh, the fall and the topple of the Ottoman government by the British government. So, uh, and the British in uh, uh, 1924 uh, appointed Abdul Aziz al as being the first king of Arabia. And then the first meeting in Islam's history was 1926. That's in my book, The Historical Origin of Islam. And I put all the minutes of that meeting in, that, in my book, The Historical Origin of Islam. So that's just a, a little a little history that uh, that we should know in the African community to dispel a lot of misinformation that's been put out here over over the years and over the centuries.
0: Excellent. So, of course, in your book, historical. Islam, you state that there was no man by the name of Prophet Muhammad that ever existed and walked the face of the earth. That is a blow to those in which that we're talking about over one billion people in which that they actually believe that. Give um, us a little bit more history on that.
3: Well, see, uh, like I said before, all religions has a belief system. Okay, so you got uh, you got uh, Christians believing that there was a dead white man. On the cross, they call Jesus Christ, lived as a human being. That's a belief. See, but when you go into history, uh, you're looking for facts and the truth. And I have a $5,000 award to give to anybody of any race, color, including the Pope, that can use the discipline of history like I did uh, to say that there's never been a man that ever walked to earth in human form by the name of, of Jesus the Christ that ever walked to earth as a human being. I give you $5,000 as a reward to give to anybody. Uh, that can prove that a prophet Muhammad of Islamic tradition walked this earth as a human being. But you have to use the discipline of history, not what you believe and what you think, and, which, and, and use your emotions to uh, make your belief and, uh, and your faith in these various religions to be true. So if you can use the discipline of history, you can get this $5,000, but you have to write it up now. How, when, and where a prophet Muhammad walks this earth. How, when, and where Jesus Christ walked this earth? How, when, where where's uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Sarah, Gideon, Esau, David, and Solomon, Joshua, any biblical characters walked this earth as human beings? You get $5,000. If you can't do it, then if you can find somebody, you get a $2,000 signing fee to do that. You see? So now, oh, uh, uh, my $5,000 has been on the table for, for over, over 20 years and it's still there. Nobody can take it, because you cannot take what you believe and write it up on paper to be facts. Facts are stronger than argument, more profound than reasoning, more dependable than opinions. Silence disputes, supersedes predictions, and facts always ends the argument unless you're talking to an individual who does not recognize and want to accept facts. See? So uh, you have to know the difference between today's Islam and Mohammedanism. There's two different histories there. You see? So, this is what you have to know. So, that would be my answer to you, Brother Bay.
0: Right. Well, there's an author out now who's a European who said that Mohammed never existed. Matter of fact, that's the name of the book. So, obviously, you've been studying your works. Um, Well, I don't know. Right, because that book just came out three years ago on of 2012. It's called "Muhammad Never Existed."
3: Who, who's it written by?
0: Uh, I can't remember his name right now because I don't have the book in front of me because I'm in New York, so I'm not at home. Um, but okay. I have the book on my shelf at the house. But um, hold on, I can probably pull it up on the computer right quick, and um, okay. I can tell you uh, more information behind it. Okay, I'm pulling up now. Let me
1: see.
0: All right, the name of it is called Did Muhammad Exist? That was the name of it. And it was written by Robert Spencer.
3: Uh, I'm going to get that book and also I'm going to tell you this Uh, Brother Alain and Brother L is this about 8 years ago in the Wall Street Journal uh, in Munster, Germany uh, at the University of Munster, Germany they built a a special center—they call it the Islamic Center—and they hired a Muslim by the name of Muhammad Seven Gaelish to teach classes there. And the article goes on to say that Muhammad Seven Gaelish told the university uh, officials there that. In, in his further research on Islam he found out that there was no Muhammad. And he upset hmm. them. caused a stir. So uh he was supposed to be writing a book. But I haven't uh I haven't found anything on his book or anything like that. But it was it was in the Wall Street Journal about about seven or eight years ago. His name was Muhammad Seven Gaelish. He said that after further further studying Islam he is convinced that there was no Prophet Muhammad. Like I said before, all religions are based off one's belief. You see? Before you start believing yourself, you better investigate and stop taking what these Europeans are saying because if the Europeans got to realize this, the mm-hmm. Europeans did not treat us right, you know they're not going to teach us right. See? And like I said before, the institutions is based off of lies, deceit, murder, injustice, corruption, greed, terrorism, militarism, sexism, racism, slavery, exploitation, violence, plunder, rape, hate, religion, mythology, and perverted scholarship. That's their foundation. That's their institution. So, out of everything I just said, those 19 words that I said, that, that makes up the foundation of the European. You think any truth is going to come out of that? No. They are out here teaching and misleading the the general populace of the world. Why? To support and keep white supremacy in force. As long as you go into these churches and worship that dead white man on the cross, you're worshiping the white man and you're keeping his white supremacy institution alive, because you are giving away all of your spiritual power. So therefore, we are a powerless people because of that. And these misguided ministers are leading us into these churches and keep insisting and enforcing this white supremacy. And we keep practicing this white supremacy out of ignorance. See, it has to stop.
1: Well, this is what your show is all about, and this is what I'm all about, and what you two brothers are all about. So well, Brother did, L, do you have anything else, up. Brother L? Well, yes, uh, right on, uh, right on time with that. Uh, That's what we all hear about to to wake up the, the morally, spiritually, and uh, uh, mentally dead it been a hard task, uh, a very hard task, but we got to keep keep hitting them. You know. Mr. Man. not going to hit all of them because a no, lot of them sad, sad, to say, if, right. a lot of them will die and go to their graves and still believe in the belief systems. That's
3: right.
0: we you got to get to the young people.
1: Yes. That's right.
0: Um, We have about 10 minutes left. Let me see if we have any callers online. Um, If y'all have any questions, give us a call at 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. Yes, like I said,
1: Most of them will go, will die, and go to their grave, you know, believing in these falsehoods and lies. That's correct. So uh, uh, we
3: have to have, have, we have scholars out here to break all this stuff down to them, whether they like it or not. See, you know. So we've got to expose certain people and certain things uh, in order to get there in our community and get it right. So you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, All right. Get, um, we
0: have caller oh excuse me brother L. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: we have caller area code four one zero four
5: one zero area code four one zero you can find. What's going on brothers? How how's everybody doing this long?
0: Cool,
5: All right, peace, bro. brother. doing well. Doing well. How are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Got, uh, got legendary Walter Williams on the, on the, uh, Dr. Walter Williams on the line. Man, brother, I, I'm I speechless, man, because let me, let me just say this. <clears throat> Actually, honestly, the reason I found out years ago about Dr. Aleem's show, I, I didn't even know he had a radio show, but, I. I remember crystal clear. I was actually trying to find, I, I was deeply searching for more uh, interviews or, or anything uh, about Dr. Uh, Walter Williams. Because cause you, 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 man, you're you a cold brother, man. You go in. You, you go in on it.
6: <laughs> I have to.
5: <clears> hey. <throat> I, and, and,
6: um, I remember, brother, when you called, you were like, I need Walter Williams' number. <laughs> and I was like, brother, he gave his number on the um, video. You were like, I can't find it. So I'm glad you connected. I was thinking about you heavy. I was like, I hope this
3: brother calls in tonight. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm, I'm going to leave the listening audience my email. And if you email me, put your phone number there, and I'll call you back, and we can take it from that point my email address is msn.com. Again,
2: ancient, ancient
3: egyptian,
2: E-G-Y-P-T-I-A-N
3: at m s n dot com again ancient a n c i e n t egyptian e g y p t i a n at m s n dot com email me put your phone number on there and i'll call you back and we can take it from
5: there. Okay, I yeah, I appreciate it. Um yeah, my, my uh <clears throat> excuse me, my main questions I got the um you know, the um, historical Origins of Islam that I, I was uh reading that heavy when, when uh I was in some tough places and uh that, that was kinda getting me through with some studying. And uh uh I'm a little rusty on now, but, but what amazed me is is um, I mean you still got it <clears throat> after all these years, you know you, you got to have it. But you know it's one thing to speak from emotionality and, and and sentiment, but you know you're dangerous when you start putting dates up there and factual data. You know you, you start putting uh things like how you really can't find Mecca back in uh, antiquity. That's true, and uh stuff like the um what the constantinople and creed a bunch of silly words, but uh stuff like that i I learned from your book um okay but uh yeah brother um over the years i actually want to ask you and dr Alim have you i mean this is a heavy topic now. Have you seen any type of um I don't want to say additions but anything that you would add or probably revise in your, your findings? Um, far as far as uh Christianity and uh Islam and certain religions and um and, and uh I don't wanna overload but and also does astrotheology theology <clears throat> play any part in uh is or or Jesus or Jesus, or Yaheshua, or whatever the name was and uh, are you talking
3: to me or a brother or, or brother uh, Al? which one are you talking to
5: uh both but uh you first if if you don't mind please tell about me yeah that's that's um have you found anything new um over your your past years uh and also does a- astrotheology play any role? And um the guy we call Jesus.
3: And when you say astral theology, what do you mean by that?
5: Um it's, it's essentially um uh, anthropomorphism of the planets they they're putting people they they personalizing the the constellations. So how you know, uh, um taking the sun for instance and And having the sun go through a journey the actual uh the solar sun going through a journey of um uh, certain adventures and you know pitting up certain constellations and the sun visiting uh scorpio or something like that um and, and they're making the story out of the the actual solar system and you know the astral, i guess mean I the see, solar i system. see
3: what you mean Uh, I found over the years, I found a lot of new information and a lot of the new information I'm bringing forth is in the new book that my wife and I is writing called Dispelling Myths of Ancient Egypt. And some of that new uh, scholarship that I'm bringing forth, uh, like I mentioned on this show tonight about our ancestors creating music from their culture came uh, the scale. So far, Latido and so forth and so on. And uh, that's all new. And also in telling them about uh, how the European created the chronology of ancient Egypt. Our ancestors never wrote a chronology of themselves. Uh, they have a chronology of ancient Egypt. They left us a immortal legacy in, in stone, uh, papyrus, art, and literature, and so forth and so on. Um, so, and I'm telling you about, uh, you know, uh Manuel was going into... France, Italy in 1397 to to launch uh, what is known as the Renaissance era of Europe. Uh, that's new scholarship. I'm telling you that the Europeans only had litera- literacy in Europe for 619 years, with, beginning with this year, 2016. So, forth and so, on. so there's a lot of new uh, information that I'm bringing forward. But uh, getting back to you, uh, that goes astrological uh, theology. That goes into uh, the uh, Astrology and so forth and so on. Uh, I cannot get improve anything by way of astrology myself. I can't do that. I don't use that. That's not my uh, discipline of study. So therefore, uh, I would say no. Uh, I'm talking about human history. So you have to take what I'm telling you based on human history as to the facts of human history as to what happened. And if an individual wanted uh, to go on to research behind what I'm saying, go for it, you know. And if you find me wrong or whatever the case might be, call me out on it. No, nothing wrong with that. But anyway, uh, that's what I have to say to that.
1: Yes, as far as I'm concerned, brother, no, I will not change anything but what I have learned and, and constantly learning, you know, I will not change it. Uh Brother Alim and I, we study about the same thing. And, of course, uh, Brother Williams and I, we all study the same thing, although we have somewhat of a uh, different uh, understanding, you know, but we are still on the same course. Correct. That's my stand on that. But I'm going to change Indeed, that's mine. Right,
0: that's mine too. And, of course, um, every day, um, I keep learning new things and um, some things I keep in the back of my head in order to see if it fits where it fits at in the piece of the puzzle, because this is actually what we're doing. We're trying to put the pieces of this puzzle together because um, as um professor said, um, this, there's so much disinformation, misinformation, and we're just trying to make sense out of it all, you know, um, you know pulling out that which is factual and true and historical and that which is Fiction, you know, uh, fantasy, and uh, you know, and beliefs, you know. So, you know that's what we're doing, and uh, we will continue doing that, you know, to the best of our ability. You know, I can't wait for the new book to come out. You know, huh. um, I, I won't buy it because um, I've done, I have both of his books already, and I, I was expecting the historical origin of Judaism, cause that's what um, I, you know, he discussed the last time he was on the show that he was gonna yeah. try to put that out, but. Um, him and his wife done put a new one together so you know, when that one um uh, what uh, estimated time that you think that's gonna um be done?
3: Oh, uh, that's gonna be it should be uh in the, the beginning of of uh, of the summer I believe. Otherwise about okay. uh, four months from okay. now it
1: should, you
0: know, Okay, should yeah. Okay. like that. All right. Well everybody y'all heard it, it's gonna be about four months from now which is just gonna be able to get um another phenomenal book from Sunsi World. I know he definitely had an impact on my life. Um, like I said, I got both of his books now, um, and I've been going to his lectures off and on for years. So um, definitely um, keep doing your research and your studies, and um, we're going to call it the night. Um, any closing remarks um, from um, Professor Walter Williams?
3: Well, I, I'm glad to be invited onto your program, Brother uh, Alim, and I'm glad to have met Brother L, and uh, I hope i can be invited again, uh, back on your show, where we can continue our uh, conversation and c- continue to bring uh, new information that, uh, to our African community to, to uh, in order to, for them to grow. You see, so um, thank you again, thank you both, thank for being, uh great hosts, and to me, and I appreciate everything, and. Uh, like I said before, people can email me at ancientegyptian at com. Put your phone number there, and I'll call you
0: back. All right. We're going to say peace out. This is First Water okay. Radio. Your host, Dr. Eileen Bay, co-host, Brother Fahim Mel. And we out, y'all. We love
3: y'all. And also, days. come
6: come This Hey. Oh, hi
0: the hostess. Hey, don't, don't don't leave her. You should have spoke up earlier, my dear. Oh, And my other co-host. And my, and, and my other co-host, beautiful wife, my
3: beautiful
0: wife.
3: Is that your wife back in the background, brother uh, Elaine?
0: Yes, yes, that's my that's my beautiful wife in the background there. Um, okay. Um, I apologize for that. Um, I didn't know. All right, always um, bring your, your wife. On, out, definitely, I uh, I want to thank her for uh, coming on and uh, getting the information out also. Oh,
6: you have some you, okay. Mark? I do, I do, and no apologies necessary. You, everybody knows I pop in and out at times. I hope y'all can hear me. I just want to let everybody know while we're on the line that Brother Tahaka um, connected us with Brother Walter Williams, and he's one of the more trying to bring the more together um, and help get them bugs out. So he'll be on the show on next Wednesday at 8. I'm just so grateful, Brother Walter Williams, that you came on. I look forward to the book. It's beautiful that you and your wife are doing it together. Also, Thank you. too.
3: Okay, and as always, uh, how do you sign off, or how do you uh, address our African order? You said Hotep?
6: I always I be like,
3: No, here's what I want you to do from here on out. I want you they to add yourself, May-ot, may is female. Hotep oh. is male. So therefore, the female and the male balances each other. Like you and, you and uh, your husband, Brother Aline. You her name is male, and you female, so you all balance each other. So you have to uh, bring the female in there, and I always bring her in by saying, Mayot Hotep. I, I address my audience that way, and I sign off that way. So from here on out, it's Mayot Hotep. Add the female to the equation.
0: Sounds good to me.
3: Okay. All right. No, Mayot Hotel. Peace.
6: May I hold tap? May I tap? Okay, brother L, get on the get on the bandwagon. You
3: talking about peace? Hey, may
1: I hold tap? Brother L,
6: you heard the the now.
1: All right, it's may long. Out. Peace.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: like, look, I have to I have to get into it. But um, before we go, family, Real Talk, um, we have a conference that's coming up. It's our 16th annual conference. I'm going to announce it every time we're on the show, every Wednesday and other days that we're together. It's our United Washington Talk conference. I'm so excited. As y'all know, we're in our own What's place, so we won't be asking Europeans or Arabs what time we need to be out because we don't have to be out. Some people stay in a um, hotel up the road. Some people stay in a tent on the land um, or one of the trailers. Um, Well, right now, the trailers are full, so you either have to get a hotel room or stay on the land in a tent. We will be having Brother Kwame there, who's going to be doing a sweat lodge. Um, You'll be inspired by our store and our temple so that you can do it in your own space. I'm really, really excited about that. That's March the 18th, 19th, and 20th. You can go to the website, DrAlimLBay.com, to the calendar of events, and you can also um, reserve your space there. Another thing that I'm so excited about is our ancestral teas. We have ancestral teas, y'all. It's um, for male support, also from feminine energy. It's called pleasant tea because a lot of times when we're uh, PMSing or we're on our menstruation, we're losing a lot of iron and minerals and nutrients. And then also, too, we're not getting the nutrients that we need um, because of the lack of nutrients in the food until so we can step up and start feeding ourselves and also in the lack of um, oxygen in the air from the chemtrails. So, with all that being said, make sure that you're detoxing and cleansing. And we have provided some products to see how can your people support you if you don't have what they need. So, that's what we're striving to do have what our people need and be in a capacity in which it's um, good enough for us. So, I wanted to make sure all I gave that announcement. And my
0: the right. brother um, L, let's say it now. Let's honor the elder. All right. My yacht hotel. My yacht
6: hotel. All right, we love y'all so much, and we just appreciate y'all's support. Thank you. What's up?
4: It's always accurate Like a lightweight challenger For all your wicked witches And the wizard of bars You and that man behind the curtain Yeah, y'all in the fall. Only a matter of time Before shit hit the fan Here's an idiot's guide For you on how to get a man I don't need a bunch of homers To ride or die with me I could call on Root The fly the sky Move as I wanna be, just being me, never chilling with the wannabes. God in the flesh, dating bad sister latches. But copy history is more than they can understand it. My melanated skin, star brush from the astro. I'm made of dark energy, created from black holes. No dicep, the only one you can lean on. I got some school books that y'all can break y'all weed on. Our hair is more elusive, king and slave ships. But what about the underwater cities of spaceships? Government cover it. What if the whole tip tipple fly away like a mothership? Where African people wear the real Ananaki, wearing vessels on their heads, just a few feet taller than me through the transition. Dealing through the lies and all the bullery, my dream it can't lose it. I travel back in time. Collecting life data from my subconscious mind. That father let me know that anything is possible by pulling down the universe. Through my crown chakra, manipulate the energy is all an illusion. Knowing who you are kills all the confusion. Why 85% judge off my appearance? I use alchemy to create the world potential. My lyrics turn divas right back in the queens. Why dope boys are same twice? Appearing back on the scene. Everybody gone mad, blading me to your outlet. The new but Hollywood chosen straight out of the project. Bobo General war, gender war, sucking up to the master. Why the whole community going up, up in disaster? We going through the transition, and it's all she wrote. Put on my armor, gave my Jesus' peace back to the folk. Came back my ancient times and prayed heaven on earth. I was the last daughter, child they returned to birth. We going through the transition, and it's all she wrote. Put on my armor, gave my Jesus' peace back to the folk. Came back my ancient times and prayed heaven on earth. I was the last daughter, child they returned to birth.